What's up, you soggy dick cunts? Welcome back to Balloon Tiger. <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to record a fucking intro. Welcome back to Balloon Tiger, people. This episode is with my new good friend, Dr. Astine Lee. She makes these sweet fragrances that we spray everywhere in this house. She is the polar opposite of me, but kind of similar on a... Uh, similarly on like a high performance path she's also running a business but the way we process stuff the way we approach the world and life is very very different so in this episode this part one of two we will be talking about emotions how we process emotions very differently and then that moves into a discussion on relationships trust betrayal and then finally suicide it's not as heavy as it sounds because she's a fucked up human being who like can turn anything dark into something uplifting. So I was quite surprised by this episode. Hope you enjoy. Okay, I'm gonna head, go ahead and get started. All right, what's up, fuck faces? Welcome back to Balloon Tiger. Um, this is the personal podcast. We got S. Dean on this show. I hope the exposure is correct so that they can actually see you. Anyway, uh, we got Estine on the show. She's a entrepreneur from the business segment, if you were listening to that. But today, we're just here to talk a bunch of shit. So you, had, you asked me a bunch of questions. How old am I? How old do you think I am? I know you're pretty young. So probably uh, 22 or 23. How did you know? Because you should be around BK's age. R- why? What do you mean? Because you guys are friends, no? Yeah, but I'm friends with you and you're much older than me. Well, we're friends now. Yeah. Previously, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm 20. I turn 22 next week. I'm very young. You're so young. Hmm. You can call me auntie. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to make it weird. Auntie Estine. That kind of has a ring to it. Yeah, because A and A. Double A. Hmm. And then uh, the other interesting question you asked me was why I'm always in everybody's business? Yeah. No, I, I didn't say that. You said that. That's basically what you said. I didn't say that. Y- you said, like, why do you want to know things about people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. This is, this is why I got Astin on the podcast. It's because, like, we're very different, but we get along somehow. So far. Because she, so she hasn't pissed me off yet. Or I haven't pissed her off yet, because apparently she has a hard temper. But, but I'm very patient as well. So you don't have a hard temper? That's I have a high threshold for nonsense. Okay, so that's not that's not hot temper. That's that's not hot temper. But um, what the fuck was I going with this? Oh yeah, aggression. So like I'm a very aggressive person. Um, so I do this thing with people, and we're honest to God. Like every new person I meet, the first thing I try to figure out. I don't care what your name is. I don't care about your sexual orientation. I don't care anything. I don't care what you like. I'm just trying to figure out how do I break this person. Break. Break. Like so that they just are not themselves anymore. Completely dominant. Why? Habit. I grew up in a rough background. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I'm always in other people's business. I'm just gathering information. And it's not manipulative. It's just the option to be manipulative, you know? Instinct, instinct. I'm pretty good at it. That's why like with interviews, after three minutes talking to you on the phone, my decision is already made. Pretty much. I'm just trying to rationalize why I made that decision. You know? 
So would you say you're a good judge of character? Excellent. There's not much bullshit that I can't see through. Because like I, when you, my, okay, background on me. <laughs> All the listeners already know this because I tell this every time. But like I grew up in a family that was very manipulative. Like my mom and dad are both doctors. Mm -hmm. My dad's a surgeon yeah. at Island Hospital. Been for 28 years. My mom's PhD in pharmacology. Almost an MD, but she couldn't complete her training because of like migraines and shit like mm -hmm. that. She's just not used to the hours. But anyway, they're smart people, but it's in like a toxic environment. So when you put smart people in that environment, they become very expert manipulators very quickly. So I grew up around that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why. Okay. But you don't want to... But do you still want to carry forward that toxic environment, like to people, or...? No, that's an interesting uh, point, actually. Like, I s unlike most people in my position, I, I'm quite proud of being aggressive because I like channeling it for good. Because the thing that I realized very recently is it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to screw everyone up the asshole, metaphorically, right? Sometimes literally, when they're really annoying, but, you know, <laughs> metaphorically mostly. Nice socks, by the way. Show your socks to the camera. Nice stripy socks. They're not the ones from the gym, right? No, these are not from the gym. But okay. I bought two though. You bought two from the gym? Yeah, I bought the avocado and the puck. Yeah, the puck is very popular. I would buy them if they were just fucking taller. Yeah, right? Like two, like... Yeah, I exactly. would buy all of them. But it's like a waste of opportunity. Mm, yeah, it's, it's just still here. Like for you, it looks fine because your legs aren't super long. But for me, it just looks weird. That's another way of saying I'm short. <laughs> um... Okay, didn't want to go there, but actually, yeah, now that we're on the topic, <laughs> what the fuck were you talking? Oh, yeah, like, I, unlike most people in my position, like, I'm quite proud of being aggressive. I don't try and suppress it at all. But aggressive in what way? Every single way. This is an interesting, see, this is, it's so interesting because, like, I'm very, very, very extremely aggressive. So, I've never met someone, I've met two people in my life who are as aggressive as me. Um, one of them is in prison. But One of them is dead. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that's the p kind of path. I'm aggressive everything. Like, I swear to God, I tell this story like almost every time. When I go to bed every day, I do it aggressively. Can you imagine that? Like, so what I do is, I wish I could film it, but it's like, you know, you're in, you're in bed, you turn off the lights, you go to bed, you pull out the covers and the pillows there, you lie down, and then what I'm thinking in my head is, man, I'm going to sleep the fucking shit out of this bed. <laughs> Everything is aggressive. Every single thing. Drinking water. Turning the lights on. There's just like a... I don't know how to explain it. But it's like, I'm always capable of ex exerting a lot of force. So there's a difference between being aggressive and being angry all the time. Yes. So I'm how do you tell the difference if you're being aggressive or you're being just angry? Yeah, I'll give you the fluffy mat. Because I know a lot of people like this fluffy mat. Yeah, I can't feel the fluffy mat in my socks. Oh, that's true. But, um... That's the thing. Most people think that anger is the same as aggression. Because for most people who are not aggressive, anger is the only way to tap aggression. But if you're just naturally aggressive, you don't have to be angry very often. It's like counterintuitive, right? I sometimes may appear angry, but I'm almost never, almost never truly angry. You know? The difference is like with, I'm even aggressively happy aggressively anxious when I'm, those rare times which I am anxious, aggressively excited. Like when I'm happy, 
I just want to pick people up and shake them. <laughs> like I'm always capable of exerting a lot of force. I figured out very early that people don't like it, um, but that's what I naturally want to do, you know. So maybe you could say that you're very, you're an extremist. Extremist. Yeah, like you do things like towards the extreme spectrum, like the other side. Mm. You know, like sometimes people are happy. Yeah, like ah oh, yeah, I'm happy today. They don't pick people up and shake them. You know. Yeah, you get I, what I mean? Exactly. I'm I'm not a person of in betweens. Everything is um, extreme. Is this or that? Exactly. It's very black and white. Um, yeah. So I think I'm quite proud of that because when you use that under the right context, when you channel that the right way, you can get a lot done. You know. Would you say you don't trust people easily? It's the opposite. This, Amelia was sitting on this couch a few days ago, and she asked me exactly the same question. Really? She was doing podcasting as well. Exactly, she was. <laughs> I'm working. I'm making my rounds, but um, yeah, it's the opposite. Because I'm so aggressive, very little threatens me. Like I can walk around like at night in my underwear with like hundred ringgit notes sticking out of my pants, blindfolded. And I can just walk down the street and feel completely safe, without my phone. And so, like, um, I trust everyone by default, quite, quite to a high degree. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here, you know, and I wouldn't be telling you all this shit, right? Because mm. why do I care? I thought you were gonna say like I wouldn't be sitting here and thinking that I'll be, I'll be robbing you or something. <laughs> I don't think I'm capable <laughs> of that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I trust everyone by default. But when you, beca because I'm not worried about them using the trust against me, because there's very little that threatens me. But the minute that um, they prove that they're not worthy of the trust, then you just cut them off and never talk to them again. So I'm, I'm very good at being cold, I guess. So that's why I'm not afraid to trust people. So like, there's all kinds of questions you could ask me if you knew what to ask. And the answers that I would tell you, because I would answer honestly, would be things that some of the closest people in my entire life do not know. And I would be willing to tell you. The only reason that I'm, it's probably not going to come out in this podcast is because you don't know to ask the questions, mm. right? So that's, that's how I am. What about you? Me. Do, do you find that like it's hard for you to trust people? I would say, of course, like, from my high school days or whatever, I, I grew up in a very like sheltered family environment. You know, like everything is filtered properly for me. I'm not really like exposed to, I would say, bad people, you know. So when I go to university, I, I'm away from home. I'm away from my like safe zone. So I, I encounter like many not so nice people mm. where, you know, they're very um, manipulative in yep. really bad ways. Yep, yep. You know, they, they take advantage on your kindness. You know, they, they just push your limit. So slowly, I kind of like, I wouldn't say I'm drawn back or taken back, but mm. I do have a wall yep. in front of me. You know, like if you're overly nice to me, I'll be questioning like, why are you so nice to me? Mm. I mean, I also grew up in a family where they believe that you should always be nice to people. Like yep, if yep. you're like presented the choice, always choose kindness, you know? Mm. So I grew up in that kind of family. And till this day, I would say I still practice that. If mm. I need to help somebody, I would go out to help the person. But more often than not, when people, you know, um, receive that kind of kindness, 
they kind of want more, mm. you know, and they just suck that shit out from you, you know, until you can't give any more. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I encountered a few people that are like that. Mm. So I, I still ha- I have a barrier probably in front of me just to keep myself safe a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, can I be super bluntly honest with you? Mm. Generally, the people that you perceive take advantage of you are agreeable people who just manage to learn a few of the tricks of manipulation. If it's a super disagreeable person like me trying to take advantage of you, you would be doing exactly what they want you to do, but you, it would be so good that you would actually think that you'd want to do those things. Yeah, like you plant a little idea in my head. It's not simple, but it's like, it's a temperament thing, right? So, the, the offensive thing I was about to say was, like, people, okay, this is, this make me sound really mean, but the people who are easiest to take advantage of are, are the, huh? Are stupid? No, <laughs> no, they, they, they are the people who think that they have built up the protection. Because it's like when you think you're good at something, you never, it never occurs to you to check that wall for weaknesses. Because you're like, I have a very strong wall. So then they're wide open for vulnerability. Even when you're trampling them through the wall, it never occurs to them that that's the vulnerability. Because they're like, oh, I have a wall over there. It's definitely fine. So the vulnerability must be somewhere else. So they're never looking, you know? They're never protecting themselves. So, yeah, like that's the... That's the kind of, I don't know, some people find that troubling. Because it's like, that's the thing about this temperament thing. Like, there's a reason that disagreeableness is a, quite a strong predictor of, like, managerial success in business, like, in, for managers and shit. It's because we can get people to get things done. And if you're smart, you know, you can kind of get your way. Mm. Does that, how, how's that, like, is this, this is not news to you, definitely. No, of course not. Yeah. But um, the, the interesting thing I always ask people um, on this couch, all of them more sympathetic than me, is what, how, did, how do you describe the feeling of what you just said? Like when you see someone in trouble and you feel bad for them and you help them. For me, I just always try to put myself in their shoes and I don't really don't want them to be I mean I think most of the time whatever people are going through I wouldn't say like 100% that I've been through it but maybe 50% of the time you know so I know the feeling so I don't want other people to go through the same shit that I did so if I could provide just a little bit of help to ease them through that tough time, you know, it would be great. I don't know, it's just me. <laughs> hmm. how, how would you explain it um, to someone who doesn't feel bad for people? It doesn't feel bad. Like, doesn't feel bad if they do like something bad towards others or in general, they just don't care about the well-being of people? They just don't feel for other people. Isn't that a trademark for a psychopath? I think psychologically speaking, I am a psychopath. Very low neuroticism, which means very low sensitivity to negative emotion. Very little upsets me. 
So that's like the calm, the unsettling calmness that most psychopaths have. And then very low agreeableness, which means, you know, very pushy and high levels of aggression and typically male. So like I'm, I'm say, asking that question because I don't remember a single time in my life when I have felt bad for someone without someone prompting me to feel bad. Mm. Like it's like I never feel bad of my own accord. It's just someone says, oh, you know, look at that person. Like I feel bad for them. And so I'm, I hear them say, I'm like, oh, they feel bad for them. Then the next question naturally is, do I feel bad for them? And it's like, oh, you know, yeah, I do. But it never comes from, like, it would never like, occur to me. not genuinely, like, from within, like, you know, you mm. feel bad for the person. Yeah, I always joke that I don't have a functioning sense of sympathy. So how would you explain it to someone like that? Explain feelings, like, how to feel bad for other people? Like, what does feeling bad for people feel like? How does it happen? I don't know, man. You just... I guess you have this connection to the other person where you felt that, oh, okay, like, imagining you being in that situation, oh, that's bad, you know. Hmm. That, that kind of, like, feeling, like, you, oh, I don't want to be in that kind of situation. And then he is in that kind of situation, so, oh, yeah, I feel bad for the person. Hmm. Okay. In- interesting. How is that interesting? <laughs> I, 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 like, it makes sense. Like, I understand the sentences, but I, putting myself in that position, I can't imagine myself going through it. Just completely different temperament. Here's an interesting question um, that we'll get to after I move this camera because it's going to run out of... Like, it has a recording limit for some... Can you believe how stupid that is? A video camera has Damn a limit, limit. <laughs> to how long you can record shit. Like, you'd think they would have thought of that. But um, the interesting question that you can think about while I'm moving the camera is, how does someone break you? How does someone break me? More on that after this short commercial break. Da-da-da. How do you know it's running out of like memory? It, it's not that it runs out of memory, it's that uh, I think the recording limit is 30 minutes oh. for one video. So every 30 minutes you gotta stop it and then restart it because otherwise uh. it'll just stop and then not be recording. Gotcha. So yeah, how does someone break you? What is like the one button that you push and then ju- someone pushes and you just fall apart. Fall apart, like... And not so much on falling apart, but more on... Sad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think mostly if... Okay, I, I have... How do I say this? I have friends. I have close friends. I have best friends. I have family, you know? So... 
the more exterior you are, like let's say you're just a friend, whatever you do, I think it doesn't really bothers me much. Like, of course, I'll still help you and be sympathetic and all that stuff, but if you really do something bad towards me, you know, it doesn't affect me that much. But if, like I said, because I don't trust people fully, so it takes a long time for me to like really trust a person, like yeah. years and years and years. So you can tell like if my best friend suddenly like one day just flip, flips out and become another person or mm. like did something that hurts me, of course it's going to be like, it's going to be a big, huge blow to me, you know, like because I know her for like 17 years. So that's like 17 years of memory of like, Bond and everything, and it just crumbles. That, that's gonna like, of course, have an effect uh, effect on you. You know. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, betrayal of betrayal of your trusted people, basically. Yeah. So that would really screw with you. Hmm. Because, like I say, it takes time for me to trust people. So, yeah. So it's what hard to build the trust. So what would happen to you if that happened, like tomorrow? I'd probably get really upset and cry. <laughs> like, like everybody does. And sleepless nights, maybe. But one thing I'm sure is that after... I only allow myself, not say allow, okay, but I have this like biological clock in my system where if I get really beat down or broken down, it's like a, I just get back up after some time, you know. I just need to like mope around and like do depressing, depressing things, you know. And after that, I'm like, okay, enough. Just one day, I'll just, like, I'll be like moping in the couch, like not showering for days. And all of a sudden, I'll just wake up and I look at myself in the mirror. I was like, you look like shit. Like, okay, that's done, dusted, gone. Okay, let's do something like new today. And then, yeah, just like that, I was like, hmm, okay, I'm back to normal. Hmm. But that doesn't sound like you're completely dysfunctional. That's just like you're down for a while. So like, what's worse? What's worse than that? I've never been completely dysfunctional, I would say. I mean, only for a certain period of time. And after that, I'm like, okay, I'm getting sick of this. Is there anything that you're scared, so scared about that you don't even like thinking about it. Probably death of a loved one. Hmm. Yeah. Death of a loved one. Yeah. So like your family? Well, anybody that I love. Could be my best friend. Yeah. What would that do to you? It's not that I don't have people that passed away, but yeah, like I say, I'll be moping for maybe a month or two. But that's it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it really like, of course, I would be like thinking about them after that, like time to time, you know, like maybe like shed a few tears, but life goes on mm -hmm. yeah. 
What makes you angry? What makes me angry? Mm. People that are clearly wrong, but trying to prove themselves as right. Oh, you're not gonna like me. <laughs> <laughs> like by the facts, like black and white, like you're wrong, man. But the person was like, no, I'm right. Like, oh, okay. I wouldn't say like angry, angry, but uh, I would be like, okay, I don't want to deal with you anymore. You know, like, okay, you live in your own world, go do whatever you want. But like, what makes you angry, angry? Like, what would make you like want to jam your thumb in someone's eye socket? <laughs> I never really had that kind of moment before, to be honest. You're capable of some kind of violence. Oh, I had like, okay, I had never hit anybody, but the only time I felt that I really wanted, wanted to punch somebody in the face is when I was still working for Emirates. So there was this customer that was like yelling at me like at the top of his lungs, you know, like as though like I've murdered one of his family members or whatever. It, and it wasn't even me that was serving him. He just mistaken me for another Asian girl. <laughs> like, that's so typical, right? Just because I had short hair and the other Korean girl had short hair. So I never even served that guy, you know, like not once. And all of a sudden he just like, you, what's your name? I'm like, Astin? Astin, today, this is your last day with Emirates. I was like, with all the question mark on my head, I'm like, why? I was like, I'm going to complain you to the CEO, to your training manager, to your manager. He was like, the list goes on and on and on. And I was like, I think I literally stood there for five minutes while he was like yelling and I was just looking at him. And in my brain, like the back of my mind is like, I was looking like, are you sure you're yelling at me? What did I do to you, man? Who is this for? Like, yeah, I was like, and the other crew was standing there staring at me. They were like, what? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I wasn't even afraid or anything, but he was really threatening me, man. He was like, oh, you'll lose your job. You're like a horrible person. Like, you're a horrible crew. You're so rude. I was like, rude? I didn't even talk to you. How can I be rude? Like, is it because the way I look or what? You know, I even stand closer to him, like, sir, calm down. Like, really, don't ask me to calm down. Okay. Then I just let him yell, and he keep yelling and yelling and yelling, and I just look at him, sir, are you done? Okay, so, can you just please tell me, in what way have I offended you? Like, for you to say all these things. He was like, you were serving me three meals and doing all those tree services. You were so rude to me. You were like pushing my meal. You didn't even say enjoy your meal. And I looked at him, I was like, sir, this is the first time I've seen you. I've never served you. And now you're a liar, you know, like you served me three meals. I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, he was like I don't talk to servants. He was like, he was like waving his hand like, I don't talk to servants, you stupid servant. Like, you're so stupid, that's why you're working here, like, don't talk to me. And his hand was like pointing at my forehead, like, servants don't talk to me, you don't talk to me, you, you're freaking, like, 
he was like with vulgarity, like, a fucking servant, you know, like blah, blah. I felt like taking the whole tray and just smashing his face, you know, like, <laughs> like with the thing, just smashing his face. Oh, I didn't want to do anything to you, dude. And I went to call my supervisor, and my supervisor called my purser. Oh, the thing is that he was yelling at the top of his lungs with me. But as soon as my purser came, because purser is another, um, is a position higher than a supervisor. You know, like if the supervisor can't deal with things on board, then the purser takes over. So he said, I, I don't talk to the supervisor, I don't talk to the purser. So when the purser came, he was so nice. It was like so nice and explaining, no, I'm just concerned about the image of this airline, you know, like I'm just um, voicing out my opinion and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Like oh, she was so rude to me. She was so rude to everybody. I was observing her the whole flight. I'm like, what? And then the person came to me like, you said you were, you were rude to him and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you can check. With the supervisor, I've never served him. How can I be rude? It's the other Korean girl with the short hair. I was like, such a racist. <laughs> so yeah, I think they wrote like a security report against him. Mm. Because he was being really aggressive. Yeah, it was like disrupting everybody. Yeah, I think that was the only time that I wanted to punch somebody. Damn. <laughs> this is a very hard, this is a very hard interview. Why? You don't make any sense to me. <laughs> what do you mean I don't make any sense? You don't make any sense. <laughs> Why? In what way? <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're the worst person on this podcast ever. <laughs> it's like I'm having one conversation, you're having another conversation. <laughs> you invited me. <laughs> and now you made it my fault. Yeah, of course. Manipulative. Uh, <laughs> I need to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> um, you asked me where was the only time I wanted to punch somebody. That was the only time. No, but like, the answer I was looking for to the first question was, like, for example, what would completely, because um, the question was, what would completely, like, debilitate you? Like, just put you out and just makes you completely dysfunctional as a person, right? I know, but I've never like encountered that kind of situation. Hmm. Well, f for me, like I grew up in like a rough environment, so like you're confronted with that on a daily basis. So I guess like in your defense, most people probably wouldn't be able to answer that. But like, yeah, there's been a lot of times where I had to fight like for my own life. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many, many times, cause like. First of all, like depression runs in my family. I'm not depressed, mm. but like being in that environment with depressed people, um, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Not to mention, um, because of the aggression, many years of my life, I didn't have an outlet for it that was healthy. So like I was hanging out with a lot of like basic criminals, like gang life, right? Because you know Penang, like Penang is not clean. Yeah. It's like the uncleanest city ever. Yeah, it's all the gangsters in. in Penang. Yeah, so living in that world, like your life is always threatened, right? Um, but for me, like the answer to that question that I would have given, f for me personally, is just like um, loneliness, right? 
because the thing with aggression is you can get you can do whatever you want if you know how to harness it and like I, I'm learning to harness it better every day so like getting places is not the problem getting your way is not the problem resolving conflicts with people is not the problem because I can also cut people off very easily um, so that uh, none of that is the problem the problem is you build something for yourself and you get to this place that's so beautiful and then you look around and there's no one there mm. there's no one to share it with right so that's what keeps me up at night that's the pretty much the only thing right because like I for my age I think I'm doing pretty decent like and you know the path is only going stronger yeah as I age so nothing is the problem the problem is there's no one to share it with like 85% of my life nobody knows about and even if I wanted to tell them they wouldn't understand the context they wouldn't be able to understand it's just like how we're having two different conversations right well, what would you think? Why, what makes you think that they wouldn't understand? Well, they're, they're the kind of answers where most people don't even know to ask the questions. It, because it's just a so, su- such a different like, brain and such a different world. Like, or maybe would you think that they are too afraid to maybe upset you or seem rude to ask you like, personal or invasive questions? Maybe. Maybe they just don't. Maybe they just don't go there. Maybe I'm used to it because it's like, on the business podcast, I'm like introducing someone, and then two minutes later, I'm like, so, first question: How much money do you make every month? <laughs> so I just, I'm, I just, I don't mind going there, right? Um, but yeah, I guess maybe that's that's yeah, one. Yeah, that's reasons. you. But I know a lot of people where, to them, it's probably like, rude to like, be up on your like business like, upfront. You know, like I, I don't even know you. I can't even ask like. Oh, like, how dysfunctional are you? This kind of question, you know, like, yeah. oh, what happened to you as a kid and all that, all this yeah, kind of stuff. Ask, ask. Yeah, but, like, okay, now because, like, I know you as a person, you're very upfront, you're very honest, you're very open, but a lot of people, they might find it very offensive, mm. you know, like, like, who are you? Why are you asking me that question? So probably, like, people just don't want to upset you or, like, be rude. It's not that. Even with close friends, I've, I've had this experiment many times. You just, you know, they ask you how you are, as, as you do, as a close friend. And sometimes I decide, okay, what's the experiment I'm going to run this time? Maybe this time I actually be honest. Because most of the time, I just brush them off. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a bit busy at work, but, you know, and I'm kind of tired. I have a few sleepless nights, but I'm okay. But th- I'm not, right? Not. Definitely not. But sometimes I actually let on. Like, I'm like, okay, so here's what happened. You have like 20 minutes. And I'm going to explain it to you. And I explain it to them. And they get it. It's not that they don't understand it. But after a while, they start treating you different. Because I think what's the, the problem is, like, there's a, there's, an, there's a persona of me that is very brash and um, aggressive and, like, hard-headed. And to them, that's incompatible with someone who is a normal human being who feels like the normal human emotions and certain things really get me down certain really silly things like being lonely like that's such a stupid that's not stupid well okay like i guess it, if you contrast it with like um the persona it doesn't make sense that's what i'm trying to say they can't fathom you know because they they can't they can't put together like the hard head with just the normal person the normal human so maybe for that reason they're they kind of feel um, confused 
Maybe. I don't know. But not everybody has like one face. You have multiple faces all the time. You I, get I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with some explanation as to why like um, I've tried being honest and like I guess the right way is vulnerable before mm. and it, it doesn't work. Like they get it but Maybe wrong people. For the whole of my life it's there been the wrong people. Really? It's could. not every day you find someone that actually gets you. It, it's, I mean, it could be, but if that's the like case... Like, really gets you. Like, you know, you don't even need to say much. And the person just completely understands. Like, mm. okay, I know what you're going through, blah, blah, blah. It could be, but if that's the case, like, my whole life it's been just the wrong people. It's just possible. But if that is the case, then practically it's impossible to find someone as well, right? So it might as well be, they might as well be non-existent if I haven't found them in 22 years. Maybe you'll find them this year, next year, year after. So this is why we're having two different conversations. You're like super, I don't know. What? Optimistic. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I'm, I'm very realistic in a lot of ways. But yeah, so that, that's my problem. That's the only thing that really bugs me. I've tried, I've attempted suicide three times by three different methods. That is sh that those things are shit that you should not have survived. Like what? What do you mean? What method? Jumping from a building. You didn't die from that? No. Because I only picked the eighth floor. Oh, damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> that is not... <laughs> that is not an okay joke to make. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. That caught me off guard. I have to admit, <laughs> Jesus Christ, damn it. Holy <laughs> shit. Can you believe me? <laughs> Fuck me. The topic was getting grim, okay? I had to make some joke. <laughs> <laughs> that made it more grim. <laughs> Dark humor, man. <laughs> See, this is why I like you. No, yeah, jumping from a building, um, hanging, and just broke the fixture out of the ceiling. My fat ass was too heavy. <laughs> you was the one that's making the joke. Put <laughs> 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 this on me, man. What? <laughs> you started it. You continued. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you know how fucked up we are right now? We're literally joking about the ways in which I attempted suicide. Don't learn this at home, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Dr. Estine, everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the third way was... Okay, do you know there's this brand of Austrian handgun called SIG? How do you even get it? Uh, can I, I was, oh yeah, you were in a gang. I, I grew up with like gang people. Um, yeah, so, SIG, they're very, very, very renowned for being reliable. I've never once, like, okay, the thing that most people don't understand about guns is that most of the time, most of them, if you, they're very delicate. Like, if you exert them in the, if you put them in the wrong conditions, they jam and malfunction. Oh, okay. I've never had a SIG malfunction, ever. Except for one time. The one time was when I pointed one right here. And it jammed. 
And I put it down, and I'm like, yeah, I pulled the trigger, and it jammed. So I was still here. So after that time, I was like, look, Mika, it's been three different times, three different ways. I'm still here, so maybe I'm just not supposed to fucking die. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the reason I brought it up is because all that shit, like, it doesn't end in the past. Like, you're fucked up in some extreme way that makes you even try those things. So, that lingers. And, like, there are little victories, you know? Obviously, you move on. And it's like sometimes when you move on, you want to be able to share the victory. It's like, hey, look at this. Like, it could have killed me, but it didn't. And, like, I'm proud of it. But you can't, I can't even do that. And that's even worse than not being able to be vulnerable when I'm sad. Because it's like it doesn't matter. It's like it doesn't matter if um, I surmounted these things. You know, because no one knows but me. Like, there's like a list of maybe 10, 15 things that no one knows that I, you know, got through them except me. Um, and in fact, sometimes people accuse me of not getting through it. So, you know, that's even more offensive. So this is what I mean. This is um, this is what gets me down, honestly. One of the few things. What's up, you soggy dick cunts? <laughs> <laughs> See, you like that intro, motherfucker. Anyway, thanks for listening to that episode with Dr. S. Dean Lee. But you're not done, you fucking motherfucker. Stick around for part two, where we talk about a bunch of shit. That's honestly probably more entertaining than the legitimate shit we were talking about what in this are you episode. Talking about what? You spend more than twenty minutes talking about like what made you commit like try, attempt suicide on this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Anyway, thank you for listening to Blue and Tiger. Your attention is greatly appreciated, but your money is appreciated more, bitch. Buy my shit. Bye bye. <laughs>